is up, everybody? Welcome to NFTs in the Arena with your host Michael Savides and Jonathan Bagley. Thank you for joining us today. And before we get into it, I uh, hope you guys managed to see our previous video, uh, episode one, essentially. And um, going forward, just getting the, the, the usual things out the way, please like, share, and actually subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're, we're on the journey now to building uh, a unique uh, subscriber base, which we actually want to build a community in which we want to bring our community on the show, interview them, people that are actually doing very cool things in the NFT space. We do have some very cool people lined up in the next coming weeks, which we would like to bring on. So please do like, share, and subscribe, and let's get into it. Jonah, how are you doing today? <laughs> What's up, Mikey? How are you? I'm great, I'm, dude. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. So um, the last time when we, we, was, we were chatting, we were speaking about many things, but one of the key things was um, why and what is an NFT white label marketplace. And the reason yes. why we focused that particular episode on that was because we had Sports Final effectively offering that as a service to our clients. But more so, what I wanted to actually first cover from the outset today, and we'll get into everything else, is the news that um, our South African compatriot, Mr. Elon Musk, has That's just um, bought yeah, Twitter for $44 billion. And one of the biggest... 44 oh that's what it says yeah i mean wow. it stands to be true there's probably less or more but what I, I find fascinating is first of all that he's actually managed to do something that a lot of people probably told him he couldn't do which yeah 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 i suppose spacex tesla so to say everything he's done everyone's told him he can't do it which is yeah. i think a lot of inspiration for for not only us south african entrepreneurs but anyone that's actually just interested in what he's doing and mm. what i wanted to talk about and just get your take on it and is essentially with Twitter now, what he intends on doing is allowing people to have free speech where a lot of people feel like that's been taken away. Hmm. So what I like to think about now is how that's going to impact the NFTs and crypto. And I think in January this year, Twitter actually released the capability where you can actually now have a hexagonal profile picture and that's effectively your, your NFT, allowing people to showcase the NFTs and actually verify that that's a real nft which is something that i think is just the tip of the iceberg for where twitter can actually go and the value can add for nfts what what is your take on it like what do you think and how do you think that's going to actually maybe have an impact if any i'm just assuming well look if you look at um twitter and how it's aligned itself in crypto in general it's probably one of the the better performing platforms amongst discord amongst telegram amongst youtube um if you were to compare it to like the likes of meta i think they a little behind on that space so i think jack dorsey he was uh, a bitcoin investor early adopter so i think he did it mm. pretty well um i also dig him as a person what he stands for so i think twitter and where, where, where Elon Musk had a lot of uh, influence was on that space. And I think that amalgamating the two uh, with this great uh, visionary and this um, great platform that has a lot of people in the NFT and crypto space, I do believe that in conjunction, it will be able to uh, bring a lot more value to, to the, the system as a whole. Yeah, I think I think that's interesting, and I love the fact that you brought actually 
jack into the, the conversation. So one of the things that I think a lot of people will be looking to do with Twitter is obviously what I've, what I've read up is they actually want to make it like an open, open software where they allow people to actually add to it, which is yes. starting to sound like more like a DAO, although it's not what it gives me in the reason why I believe that is because it's actually given and creating a sense of community. And mm. I think for a long time, I remember in 2016, 2017, uh, Twitter was almost in what would be deemed as like a downward spiral by virtue of the way the company has been run. And I just think the advent of other social media channels like TikTok and so on, where at that time, I actually, I remember I was living in the UK at the time and I actually felt like, that's when I was actually going to do uh, job interviews with social chain and Steve Bartlett, ironically enough, yes, is yes. that um, I just felt like it was more of a news article platform. And now it's obviously so much more. Mm. And there's this thing that I've been reading up on quite a lot on. I think it's valuable for our, our listeners to actually read up on themselves is this NFTs 2.0. Everyone's talking about Web 3.0. And I think NFTs already have shifted into 2.0 with mm. this interactive utility. And what that means is there's going to be more mobile utility and not static utility with mm. NFTs. And mm. I'd love to see how platforms like Twitter or any other platform would take mm. advantage of that. Like when it comes to the utility behind the NFTs, is there a particular NFT project or utility uh, or NFT project that you, you see the utility is far more reaching than it actually meets the eye? Uh, yeah, I do think a lot of um, projects are a lot of hype based, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, and I do believe it's just how it, it found its way into the, the, the sports scene first. And perhaps a, 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 a real reason for, for sportsmen to have mitigated tax. So I think that's where, where the real, real grip was, is in that space where people could get paid uh, by Ethereum or NFTs uh, and they could avoid tax and actually sustain more of their income, for instance. Uh, and then I do believe with all that hype that it attached itself with, because these sportsmen are famous by the very nature, uh, I, I believe that this put out a lot of um, value in inverted commas to mm -hmm. specific NFTs that fans were willing to push up the price because yeah. ultimately the price actually is dependent on supply and demand. So yeah, I, I think that's where the true, now should I say, um, where the problem may lie is that that could be overemphasized and people could buy into that and it could just be hype-based and all of a sudden, five years later, it's gone. So this is where I believe sports finder is trying to find and, and put an authentic attachment to this, this, this space where there's longevity. It's not just hype based, you know, there's, there's true yeah. value in the NFT, if that makes sense. And um, this is where to answer your question, I do think there are projects that could use marketing as a tool that could um, overemphasize the, the value of it, for instance. And then as a result, I think it could be just um, a dud in the long term. Yeah, and I think, I mean, the word dud, I mean, <laughs> I can see why you would be there to the conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. I think a lot of people would use a lot more uh, aggressive words, for lack of a better word for myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, 
uh, I mean, I often think about this, the amount of money that's going into NFTs. And I think a lot of people that are in the NFT space like ourselves, if you're really realistic and rational with yourself, you actually need to see the value beyond this initial rush where people are throwing hundreds of thousands of dollars at, uh, at these crypto punks and these apes in order to yeah, be yeah, part yeah, of the yeah. community with the intention of, of having this elongated or this exponential growth the way a lot of them have actually gained significant value in multiple percentiles by, yes. by purchasing and selling almost immediately. Yeah. And the way I look at NFTs is what Gary Vee would also like to describe as is the collector's cards, the sports cards. And I think everything about him speaks to what we actually want to kind of do with sports finance. And what I mean by that is not looking at the immediate rush, playing the long game. Yes. And this is kind of what we try to explain to the customers and the clients that we work with that, that are actually utilizing our white label NFT marketplace. And I had a very interesting conversation with a, a gentleman from a football team in Europe. And we were speaking about this whole NFTs and uh, NFTs 2.0. He was quite knowledgeable in the space. And we spoke about access NFTs, which is what you actually touched on now, which mm. gives, gives users, fans, audiences, access to an exclusive experience online and offline, which can include events with sports stars, celebrities, premium content, which I'm starting to see a lot of YouTube channels doing now with their memberships, showing exclusive content to members that are forming part of their communities. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Very tribal. It's, it's very, and I think the yeah. world is moving towards that. Definitely. For the good, or, or at least the digital world, right? But it's yeah. kind of interesting if you think about it, because obviously now with the metaverse and people going into these digital worlds and forming their own communities, essentially visually with people from all around the world, different demographics, different ages, different yeah. backgrounds, mm. which is of course incredibly fascinating. And it's only going to be interesting to see where that actually materializes. But one of the things I quite like, which is not only going to be in entertainment and sports with NFTs is maybe even in the sense of, for lack of a better word, politics. And what I mean by that is voting on a, on a decision, voting, mm. Because when you go voting, you're effectively voting, you go into the polls. Yes. Now with, with the concept of a DAO, which is a decentralized autonomous organization, which is allowing people to now buy into an organization, whether it's with fan tokens, whatever it may be, to essentially contribute to a decision that's going to affect the, the whole community. Yeah. Which is yeah. why I'm actually encouraging organizations to, as opposed to only focusing on the NFTs, is to own the NFT marketplace themselves. And the ability or the benefit by, behind doing that is now you are driving this community initiative and organizations, fans, especially sports teams are looking for better ways to engage with their audiences. Mm. And I think mm. it's incredibly fascinating and brings me to community as something that I think is incredibly important and is going to basically be a strong facet of the, the NFT world in, in the next five to 10 years. When you think of community and community ownership, what like with exclusive NFTs, like what do you think, where do you see the opportunity beyond what most people are seeing? Because I know you would have an interesting take on this. Yeah, I think uh, just just by listening to what you said, uh, I've, I, something came to mind with your initial question with Elon Musk and buying Twitter. Now, if you were to see that and bring in that mechanism of, of attaining democracy, attaining all these facets of, of livelihood that can be, like you say, streamlined through NFTs, crypto in general. So for instance, a guy like Elon might see this as an opportunity to, to how can you say this without causing <laughs> threat, um, 
break well, down. Uh, yeah. Stop you there because that's what he's yeah. trying to actually stop with Twitter is allow people to speak their mind, right? Yeah. It's, so uh, I do believe he's. Right? Yeah, he's going to try and create um, an empire within itself and be able to to revolutionize uh, the globe as as a as a single leader via that mechanism instead of going the route of getting um, collusion with each government because each dude has an ego, each dude has this and that. So there needs to be one homogenous, fluid way of life that is global, not people are getting cut there and people are poor there. doesn't make sense. It needs to be a global standard. And I think that that approach by creating a community at that extent, because Twitter is very diverse, which is amazing. And I believe he's looking at that to be the world leader via that mechanism, ultimately. So yeah, I think that's a... <laughs> No, I mean, it's interesting because yeah, yeah, yeah. what it sounds like you're trying to say is that he can effectively become a leader by virtue of, of the values actually in his society. Yes, with those mechanisms you mentioned, you know, with being able to vote, with because he can implement that now through Twitter, right? Yeah. You, don't need, you don't need to have a citizen card to be able to abide by a standard because all standards are just imaginary anyway. Yeah, they were constructed. They were constructed. They were constructed yes. by a group of people, right? Yes, and people are led to believe it. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's innate in humans to kind of fall into line with these things. And I think Defos. And why I'm excited to be talking about this is because this is what blockchain, NFTs, decentralized networks are actually trying to adhere to indirectly. Mm, Cardano, right? Big one. Yeah, Cardano, yeah. right? And mm. I mean that's something that we can definitely talk about. And in, as well as I mean, like now a lot of people are saying that. Elon Musk is actually the creator of Deutschcoin, and um, who knows? And he's going to leverage <laughs> because I, I was I was actually checking the trends today, and yeah. out of most most um, cryptocurrencies, that that one was actually trending quite high today because of this acquisition of Twitter, which is yeah 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 makes it's sense. Just, it's just to see where people's minds are working, like people are definitely. willing to take that risk and they're definitely definitely. What what I what I what I, I do believe is going to be very cool, and especially focusing on sports and esports e even is the part in it where users will compete for special NFTs, for example, yes, that yes. are dropped as a perk for the activities or as part mm, of mm. the gaming universe, like a metaverse or a sports team having a competition where they're allowing fans to actually now engage with the sports stars on the metaverse or through NFTs and Definitely. imagine playing with your with your childhood hero like whatever exactly, player, exactly. Player. and I yeah. think that's what's going to happen and I think there there's a there's a there's a game or there's a company called Sandbox the, the Sandbox which is the most prominent example of in-game in NFTs Mm. And it's an important facet of where these, I mean, a lot of people would use these avatar skins and um, the likes, which, which games people are predominantly playing now. But what is something with NFTs that you believe that maybe some people aren't seeing or that you actually have seen that you don't think is mainstream yet? Is there anything of that nature you believe? I think the nature of computing is where it's where it's the strongest point is. So ultimately being able to organize data so for instance, if you were to look at a file, uh, just it's, uh, it's, it's not natural for human beings to be very uh, data orientated, to collect data in a, an efficient way. Like you can go through most people's computers, you'll probably find that their data isn't 100% uh, efficient. <laughs> I don't think anyone is, but it's predominantly pretty shitty. 
Um, and I think with, with, with blockchain and NFTs, you are able to authenticate something onto a chain that cannot be changed. And to compute that is now, the, the, this is where it's linking that piece anywhere in, in, in this vector sphere, for instance, uh, to, to a computer. Now you can actually move that. It's so much more malleable and more efficient to compute than it were to in the older uh, HTML via those, those, those mechanisms where servers and all that jazz need to, to run the protocols. And I think now with blockchain, it, it kind of just creates efficacy in that space. How we can compute and how we can transact is gonna be so much more efficient, you know? So yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think that's that is interesting. But um, yeah. just 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 tell your 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 guests there that they, they can come join us actually with the <laughs> NFTs. But um, yeah, the the interesting thing that I'm also finding with sports fund and dealing working in the space and just mm. listening to people is actually the lack of knowledge around NFTs and. It's at no fault to anyone else. I just also think that with anything, where there's this massive uplift and attraction towards something, skepticism naturally will rise in parallel. And yes. I think a lot of organizations that actually have the funds to actually take on a, a project where they can create their own NFT marketplace and actually have full control of that NFT marketplace where they can actually track the lifetime value of that NFT in which they've listed, whether it's an athlete, whether it's a fan token to an event. And what I think will be important, especially for sporting organizations is providing fans and audiences, especially ones that cannot actually attend the games live, the mm. opportunity to get a, a deeper engagement and delve deeper into what the sports club actually represents and as well as the the, the athletes that form part of that through experiences and it goes back to the membership and exclusivity and I think a company now like Twitter is going to leverage that in a way in which we can actually can't, cannot fathom right now and it actually excites me because if you have someone like Elon Musk driving this organization and the vision that he has and the, I would use the word, the word the audacity in which he actually applies his everyday life to to do the things that people say he cannot do. It's interesting to see where an NFT, crypto, blockchain can actually go with someone driving such a prestigious community. I mean, it's a global community, Twitter, right? It's like he described it as a town hall where people come and actually share information. But now that information will not be censored. Or obscure. Yes, yes. And I think that's what the reason why I'm, I'm honing on that idea is because that's what I believe NFTs and blockchain and crypto actually represent the inability to uh, imitate data, steal data, or whatever it may be. And I think this is something one of the biggest value as I, I think utilizing Sports Finder and our NFT marketplace can be is because of something like this is that you are getting in early and you're actually going to have. The ability to set the standards for what future NFT marketplaces and NFTs can look like. This, yeah, this is that's 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 the advantage uh, of being an early adopter. Um, look, I think uh, with with this space, there's so much opportunity to to lose as well. 
So a guy like Musk is, is just as advantageous this may be. It could be a, a huge disadvantage. Who knows? Um, he's opening himself up to huge competition in the space as well. And um, I do believe linking it to, to, to uh, the, the, the average individual is where the biggest discrepancy lies. And this is perhaps why a lot of the crypto spaces uh, predominated by um, rich white people, if that makes sense, predominantly male because of, yeah. of the mechanism of, of on-ramping. So this is where I believe diversifying the space is where Twitter can apply a lot of value. Do you get where I'm coming from? Like, mm -hmm. I, I, especially with females, because there's a lot of, if you think, look at it, I think there's like 16% of investors are female and 5% are black females, you know? So that's, that's, that's quite substantial. And um, Twitter is very dynamic and Musk knows this. And to be able to unramp the average person on Twitter as an easy way, because you, you can avoid gas fees, all that jazz. Cause that's where I believe he's gonna try and find a contingency plan already has one via Doge or via the same way they split shares, uh, just to be able to offer a, a cheaper price to a retail investor, for instance. There's so many ways people can do this. They can uh, create uh, funding pools, which people can invest in the same way the pension fund works. So yeah, yeah like there's, 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 there's many mechanisms that um, they've probably already looked at and have a, a plan of action. They just need the, the, the driver's seat. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I totally agree. And I think speaking to your point of where I think a white-dominated um, industry, I mean, it, it's very common, even particularly living here in the United States. And I think what it, what, what Startup Grind, uh, where I'm the chapter director in Los Angeles, a few weeks ago, along with um, the chapter director for West Hollywood, Jamila, we hosted an event for International Women's Day where we only had women on the panel and all doing very, very cool things. And there's a, uh, a lady by the name of Lisa Yu, who's a friend of mine, which we'll bring onto the podcast where she's actually uh, a crypto investor. She's actually helping a lot of um, women in the, in the tech and crypto space find investment as well as get into the space and add, add their value. And I think this is why I believe a decentralized network or blockchain is actually going to change the game and it is changing the game. Definitely. And, and like, I think what you, you, you were talking about is with, with Twitter, what I think they will introduce will be a form of a blockchain, because I think one of the biggest issues on Twitter over the years is these bots and the, these fake accounts causing mm, issues. Mm, mm. And I think I've actually seen an NFT project where someone built up all this hype using Twitter and there's actually a yes. fraudulent scheme where they, the, the, the people lost a lot of money and that person actually effectively had um, gained over a million dollars. Mm. And the thing is, like now when you go into these worlds that are uncensored and unverified, it's difficult to track that now, which I believe uh, something like a blockchain technology or an amalgamated or somehow yes, yes. the Twitter world will be incredibly fascinating. And Definitely. I think the natural thing people will talk about is smart contracts. So imagine the ability to transact on Twitter with another individual through a blockchain, yes. and it can be anything, right? It can be the purchase of a vehicle, purchase of a ticket to a game, because 
I was actually reading an article, I think, when was it? The other day, and they were talking about how the utilization of blockchain was actually, I mean, already been utilized by some entertainment and ticketing companies five to 10 years ago to avoid people scalping tickets. We all know mm -hmm. about that and how yeah. people would sell fake tickets and the, the utilization of a blockchain technology effectively reduces the risk of that happening because you can track every timestamp definitely, who owns definitely. it and where it is. Definitely. And I think it's, it's going to be incredibly interesting to see where Twitter goes and where the vision of Elon Musk actually lies because I would imagine now he's very involved and heavily invested in the crypto space mm. to see what he believes he can add to a really um, incredible platform that has millions and millions of users. Yeah. Look, I think he'll, he once, if that merger is going to happen, bringing a, a Web 2.0 protocol onto Web 3, I do think you'll need to launch a white paper just to stipulate what his vision is. Mm. Uh, this, this space does, does render that necessary. I think uh, purely because it's, it's, it's populated with a lot of individuals that, that look at things very intrinsically. Mm. You know, they, 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 they think about things logically and analytically. You'll find a lot of um, software devs, like the early adopters in crypto were more your, your smart uh, web IT people. You know that were in this space that space mm -hmm. was exciting and created curious um ventures for people of that nature and i think that's where where this where it's at and hence why the main guys in the space want to read these things to see where their money is going and where their investment's going look if twitter were to just say launch this this um bridge for instance and anyone on twitter can link their credit card and buy into uh into this this blockchain space then i think um yeah then it's then it's sorted dude i don't think there's much more to it i don't believe the the average individual wants to read a white paper i don't think anyone's curious on that nature on facebook no one's asking hey what's mark no. up to you know what i mean they just accept that meta is this new thing right and um, that's where i think the difference lies in, in the space with crypto people are a lot more um mindful of what they what they're doing for the community hence like you mentioning it's, it's it's going back to that tribal nature which is very fundamental you know in human beings as a whole so yeah yeah I, and I, I like the idea of using the word tribe or tribes mm. um, yes and i think you touched on something now that i'm somewhat facing having conversations with people trying to explain the value that NFTs and NFT marketplace can add for the organization. And a lot mm. of it's coming down to the point you mentioned now, you can provide people with the education. This is what we actually are trying to do is provide mm. people with, with enough education in, in a more unique way than what's typically out there. And I find like you're talking about writing a white paper. I remember when Elon yes. Musk did write a white paper for the Hyperloop, right? Where oh, he effectively wow. Yes, I, I didn't even know that. Idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something Sick. I was incredibly passionate about. I remember reading this white paper and he spoke about how it's going to be a, a, a train like um, a transportation tube where it's going to extract the air and move the friction and it's going to be on maglev rails and it's something that I, I was incredibly fascinated about but do you think anyone that a lot of people probably think the hyperloop is cool but do you think they would take the time out to go read the white paper exactly. the same is going to be applied yeah, to something true. Like what you're speaking true, about true. but the reason why i'm speaking to this particular point is that 
world people want to educate themselves i feel like when anything seems incredibly overwhelming and complicated as opposed to actually realizing that you don't have to understand it right now yeah it will be important to actually get into that so it's almost like priming yourself and i, I yes. just I, I see it in having conversations with people maybe eight out of ten people i'll have a conversation with their knowledge on crypto and nfts is just not what i would say is meeting what uh, a standard that they can actually leverage mm -hmm. and i think a lot and like we were speaking about all those tech guys back then when they were investing in crypto and stuff like that it wasn't even that they were smart tech guys because at the end of the day they took a risk and i think yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. people are scared to take risks and i think no one more so than elon musk right i mean it's 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 it's, it's, it's incredibly crazy to see how he, he took his life from from strength to strength with a lot of um animosity along the way yeah so I think it'll be interesting to see. And when it comes to educating people on crypto and NFTs and stuff like that, where would you say like you 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 get a lot of your knowledge and uh, information from? I mean, I think it'll be important for our, our audience to actually have that knowledge, and we can actually put the links in the, the description after the after this this video. Yeah, look, I think um, for me. We need to first differentiate where one is on the, the, the spectrum of of, mm. of of what individual are you? Are you a consumer or are you a, a person that's going to pave the way for others to consume? So I think that that very nature, if it were to scale zero to ten, will depend on how how involved you are in your 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 research. So if you're a ten, you're going to be sitting there every day checking from medium to twitter to telegram to discord to youtube to freaking instagram to TikTok to everything like for me i i don't see me being a 10 because i think that i, I would literally devote my life to that space and that's like being a, one of those stockbrokers that just sit on computers and just analyze those freaking charts all day long hey there are those cats bro but for me i reckon i'm i'm, I'm a neutral guy like a seven, a seven and a half. So I'm going to put a lot of effort when the time is there. And for me, the, where I find a lot of values through Telegram and YouTube. Those are pretty much my main sources of, of information when it comes to this whole uh, metaverse, crypto, blockchain space. Telegram, more for a, a, a group tribal thing where there's a, a group of individuals that will all bring value to you part of it. You know, we all we find some stuff, we want to figure out some stuff, how to get onto this uh, polygon chain, how to get onto the hex um, pulse chain, all that kind of jazz. People help each other through the telegram, uh, telegram network. And uh, YouTube, that's nearly finding a person that, that uh, you relate with. Uh, for me, I, I like to see virtuous gestures in the individual. And that's uh, even that doesn't he doesn't need to be the most knowledgeable or she doesn't need to be the most knowledgeable person. It's just about you know bring me some value through being a human being. That's all. And um, that's a, the the bonus is the information that they provide. And that's how I look at it. So I don't have many people in the crypto space. I look at Richard Hart, which is the guy that owns X Pulse Chain and Pulse Swap. Um, the dude from Cardano, Charles Hoskinson. Uh, I check out his YouTube page. He's freaking inspirational, man. He's like the Steve Jobs of cryptos. And that guy sits in front of a webcam and chats like a normal day. 
It's like you know, you just gotta listen to your dad, bro. Just listening, oh man, it's so inspiring. Just, just yeah, impart, impart yeah, he's a brilliant. I, I, I love that, man. I love yeah, that. man. I think this is this is what I actually want to achieve with Chris. It's mm. not only us just talking shit, to be honest. Yeah, it's actually yes. us imparting some knowledge and creating exactly. fun along the way and bringing people along on this journey because this is just 100%. the beginning. And yeah. I think having said that, uh, Jonathan, thanks for your time again, dude. Always awesome, my man. Pleasure. Yeah, it was brilliant. I'll, I'll see you next week. And to everyone that's listening, yeah. thank you so much. Please like, share, and subscribe. We are growing our community. And um, if you have the time, go check our social media channels out, the TikToks, the Instagrams, and the likes. We do share some very cool content. And as we grow and as we, we establish ourselves more in this space, we'll be sharing a lot more relevant content and educational content on this space because it is still a relatively new space and something that i'm incredibly incredibly excited about is bringing on guests and jonathan and i can actually learn from these guests guys doing very cool things here in the united states or in the uk so yeah thanks everyone Amazing. Jonathan, Brilliant. Any, any parting words oh man just venture with love and and and, and bless that's all there you go everybody take <laughs> care, take care. Love. Ciao. Right, cheers